I'm here to audition for Happy Days, The Next Generation. Right over there. Yes, I learned a long time ago that a casting director only has so much time to make a choice. The thinking actor must use every edge to make that choice a foregone conclusion. Well, I, I guess I blew it, huh? Perhaps, but you never fail when you learn from your mistakes. You know, I recognize you. Aren't you Ty Lookwell? Yes. But until this audition's over, I prefer to be addressed as Buzz McCool. Put your drink. It's on the, the counter. Welcome put to it later. next to that. Welcome drink. to Laser Time. What are you drinking, Henry? Uh, again, I am drinking the club. This show brought to you by the club. Brought to you by uh, the club. It may as fucking well be because nothing Zay else is being brought to you by the club. <laughs> uh, the club featuring such delicious flavors as Cent- Pina Colada and Censored, Censored on, the, on the, beach. the Beach. What are you drinking now? I'm drinking Screwdriver, which is my favorite mixed drink. Uh, wow, you so really sounded the sound of your voice. <laughs> so, really, uh, really. I love eighth grade yeah. drinks. Hey, uh, it's, I I don't care. No, it's good. It's no Henry, Henry Henry's tastes are it's for babies. Like, <laughs> oh no, because I drink. Uh, I, I enjoy cranberry. You should. We were stuff, at a Korean so. barbecue and like just trying. Like, dude, eat a vegetable. <laughs> no, well, there's that. No, right, hey, wait. I, if it's if it doesn't taste like Teddy Grahams or Bonkers, you don't want shit to do with it. Sorry, Teddy Grahams did it for me. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to Laser Time. Uh, sorry, Hanky. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Chris Antista. Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. Uh, we also have Michael Graham. Ooh, that's sexy than normal. That's right. Michael Graham. There you go. Check me out on Twitter. There you Super. go. Um, uh, Bertelson. Uh, this is Brett. This is Brett. This is a topic I just told you guys about, and you don't seem to have any enthusiasm for it. But that's okay. Hey, we're sorry. getting hype. We're gonna. <laughs> I hope we get hype. You're right. It's not. It's it. Look, if I said the topic is the top five greatest unaired pilots, according mm-hmm. to me, yeah, uh, that doesn't sound too great. But these might be things you've never seen. But more importantly, this is like a comedy nerd's delight, especially this the last one. Which has nothing to do with comedy at all. It is the funniest unaired pilot I've ever seen. We, oh. A couple of us have seen it. Let's okay. not you yeah, know, sure. don't don't ruin it this I time. Got I got nothing. Don't ruin it this time. Um, what's the most famous unaired pilot? Do you think? Uh, well, I can well, Heat Vision and Jack. Oh, Henry. Psst, Jack, how do you? Yeah, <laughs> it, it might be it might be Heat Vision and Jack. Um, that was uh, oh yeah. Where's Where my opening? Are you going to talk about that? Yeah, dude. Heat Vision and Jack. You remember who made them? Well, yeah, it was uh, created by Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub. Who, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Schraub from Scud, the Disposable Assassin. That's, That's true. Right. And uh, Dan Harmon, creator of Community. Creator of and Community. One of their first shows was called Heat Vision and Jack. They produced it for uh, Ben Stiller. And uh, it starred Jack Black before Jack Black was a real star yeah. with a... Uh, with a talking motorcycle called Heat Vision, which was voiced by <laughs> Owen Wilson. Oh, oh boy! And it's like yeah. famously one of the best. Uh, yeah, it really is great. Yeah. Like, just listen to the opening. Jack Austin, astronaut. 
exposed to inappropriate levels of solar energy. <laughs> Makes him the world's smartest man. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> this, is car- this is a cartoon. No. No, and you can't see what you can't see by the credits is uh, who's playing the villain. Together they run for their lives, blocked at every turn by adventure. <laughs> yeah, the, wow. Yeah, and like it, right then it flashes with the villain, uh, Ron Silver, as introdu- <laughs> and introducing Ron Silver as himself. Ron Silver, Ron Silver, uh, I think is no longer with us. He's no longer with oh, us. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Ron Silver of Time Cop. Why am I saying that? I think somebody, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Somebody introduces him. I'm, I'm just in the room down the hall, and, and I saw the squad car. Oh, no need to be alarmed, sir. If it was, I'd know about it before you. Just kidding. I need to ask a few <laughs> questions. I'm Ron Silver. Uh, I just ran a Time Cop. You were a bad guy in Time Cop. Yeah, well, acting is one of my more enjoyable diversions. However, right now, what I'd really like to do is find a man named Jack Austin. The fucking, <laughs> the, fucking the, the Ben Stiller intro is fantastic. I thought I had a clip of it. Uh, so this is like mid-90s? This is like 1999. Oh. And this is like, this is famous because right I think it, it, it had to tour around to comedy clubs and that was like kind of the only way you could see it. And mm-hmm. I, I remember trying, like working my ass off to find this. Tenacious D was like 2000, 2001. They're HBO stuff, right? Yeah, like it, yeah. It, it took a little while. Ben Stiller's introduction is... Pretty great. Hello, America. I'm Ben Stiller. In 1992, I had a show here on Fox. They ridiculed me for my effort. I was canceled. Then I won this. Emmy. It's called an Emmy. Let's change cameras. <laughs> <laughs> and right on this desk is like a fucking awful MTV popcorn thing, as if it's an award. That <laughs> He's very proud way whatsoever. The art special computerized effects. Which, quite frankly, rival those of a certain new Star Wars movie. Some of you will be frightened or aroused. Still others may be entertained. As a person you admire, I'm giving you permission to appreciate this show. I'm also offering you my personal guarantee that it's going to knock you back onto your coal mining asses. (laughs) You won't be hearing from Georgie Lucas. Hey there, Mr. Beard. How many Emmys do you have? And he tears at the picture of George Yeah, like, uh, uh, I'm not sure if we, we played... I forgot uh, how funny that was. Yeah, did did we already? Did you already give away who the, the motorcycle was? It was Owen Wilson, wasn't it? Owen Wilson. says the universe is infinite. Lightning McQueen? He says you could travel forever and never reach the edge. Playing a vehicle. How uh, does it indicate that he's talking? Does it just cut to a static shot of a motorcycle? The motorcycle oh. moves just, a, just, just enough. Just like shaking it slightly? Mm-hmm. Jack, out here. Deep vision. <laughs> Heat vision, you gotta help me. Okay, I can't get in there, man. Doorknobs, remember? Come on, big ball of gas. Light my darkest hour. <laughs> wow, yeah, I gotta watch this. It, you have not seen it I've at all? I've never even That's heard of great. it. This uh. is very, very strange. He's actually a dehydrated human tissue. Are you saying someone removed the water from six missing prostitutes? That would be one theory. If that technology existed outside of comic books. <laughs> Move the water from six prostitutes. Fine. Oh. That was number five. Uh, number five. So, so it just didn't get picked up? Is that what happened? Like it, it like now it seems brilliant. Yeah. Like Adult Swim would have jumped on it oh, in yeah. like five yeah. seconds, but like 
I, if you really can bring yourself back to 1999, yeah, this shit seems insane. And it I wouldn't have made any sense. There are so many like guest celebrities in here. Like I don't know what purpose they made it for. He just in that intro, yeah. it's for Fox. He talks about making it for Fox and how brilliant he is. Well, because yeah, it was Ben Stiller wanted to produce a show. He's like hot off something about Mary, and uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, they weren't. This was right before everyone became a star. Like Owen Wilson hadn't mm-hmm. starred in anything yet, other than like. Mm-hmm. Rushmore. That but. Shanghai Noon Dollar hadn't come in yet. Yeah, exactly. Jack Black wasn't huge yet. I think he would had come off of Ben Stiller's own Cable Guy as like a yeah, as Matthew right. Broderick's friend. Well, Cable Guy is weird because it also has like David Cross is in it for a few seconds too. And um, oh man, do we want to go there already? Uh oh, go for it, Hank. What? I, um, sorry, well, I don't know where you're. There is another me. show. I want to see if I want to see if I can get Elston to recognize probably not. this character. You will actually. Um, they all appreciate I have a question from Mr. L. Tonan. Well, well, uh, Senator Thumberland. Um, oh, wait. I, surprise. I've heard Please, of this. Uh, lean closer to the mic, sir. Do you not recognize a certain senator character? I know Senator uh, Tankerbell. I don't care much for your new wave music. Yeah, uh, as I said before, it's hip-hop. Don't lecture me. I broke my hip in 1982, so I know a few things about hopping. <laughs> Number four. So that was Bob Odenkirk, Jerry Minor, and Jay Johnston. It's I recognize. way more crazy than that. Uh, like right after Mr. Show. Mr. Show, everybody. Mr. Yeah. Show, one of my favorite shows of absolutely all time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, of all time. It was a show called The Next. Its uh, theme song oh, was The Strokes. Uh, it, it had two episodes that never aired anywhere, and it's this... It's like Mr. Show, but clean, and a laugh track audience that Ugh. seems to be love it way more than the live audience on Mr. Show. Was this yeah. Fox again? Uh, I want to say it was Fox. Yeah, <laughs> Fox has a history of like, uh, like approving gutsier shows than most networks. They never, and then they just don't. Or giving them at best eight half of one season, and then yeah. like, nah, it didn't work out, guys. So that's something you always feel. I always. Like feel with Fox, like man, screw Fox for canceling all the yeah, shows. But then again, like, would ABC have given Arrested Development even a chance? Yeah, or Firefly, Firefly, or, or Futurama. None of those other guy. networks would have even tried those. And shows. You can always trust Fox to have something ribald on. <laughs> something right so bold yeah. I, I wish I had that clip from the critic he's like can we see if there was, there's two versions of the TV movie coming out let's take a clip of the Fox version it's a black guy booty 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 I remember and it cuts away and like that the joke is so fucking dated yeah. but back when Fox was like the cursing uh, black guy yeah, I network. heard that on the commentary on his Simpsons where they were they were making fun of Fox and they say like now it all seems so quaint. Like every mm-hmm. network seems to be racing to the bottom of the toilet as fast as it should. <laughs> well, here, here's a clip of, of Next. And I, I again, I said this is for fucking comedy is nerds this, only. Is this post House of Buggin? Um, Shit. Yeah. That's a good question. House of Buggin was before House Mr. of Buggin. It went on for what, like nine seasons? Um, no. <laughs> was I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking minutes. It's yeah. like it's the time. It's like DHOB yeah. before House of Buggin. Yes. It got replaced by the much better Mad TV. But you may have heard of it, but you, you may not. Like, it's. I mean, talk about a lot of people before they were famous. This the is edge. just a sketch. The Edge. Yes. Yep. The only one I remember from The Edge, they had one person from Square One and Wayne Knight of Jurassic Park fame for wow. me at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, The Edge. And now, here's the next news with anchorman Bob Odenkirk. Thank you very much. Jill Talley, you look lovely tonight. Oh, oh mm-hmm. thank you, Bob. That's very nice of you. No problem. Fred Armisen is with us on sports. Fred, yeah, you look kind of cute, too. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Jay Johnston, our field reporter. Look at you. Gosh, uh, could you turn around for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's not. Uh, it's not not funny. It's, it's fucking weird to see all these. Uh, yeah. Like I'd, I'd never even heard. I'd of this. seen it. I'd, I'd seen. I remember dying to download this as well, and like finally finding it. I didn't know who Fred Armisen was, but he like talks like a Chinese dude in interviews celebrities like Ray Romano. And you began in, in stand up comedy, and so and and I think that your act was not so good. Yes. <laughs> Well, I, it seems to make people smile, I guess. <laughs> yes, yes, but perhaps it is a yawn, and, and you are paid by the yawn, and that is why you're so rich, yes? Oh, wow. Like, so you're you going to insult me? <laughs> no, no, no. This is not me saying this. This is... <laughs> That's a, like uh, no Ray Romano is an easy target, but he seems like the best sport. Oh yeah, yeah. Like him in the office, uh, he was one of my favorite of the potential new people for yeah. Michael's job. Uh, yeah, his his cameo in Funny People was just like Eminem's just yelling at him. I'm, I'm his sorry, cameos. Marshall. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that episode that, of no. SNL where he was on. Where yes, he was like, sweet sassy molasses. That That's so... one of my favorite sketches. Yeah, maybe of all Clever time. Let force escape me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was great, and, but that interview, awkward. It reminded me of somebody, Tim and Eric. Well, who does awkward interviews? Oh, uh, Jiminy Glick on the internet. Galifianakis. Yeah, it is Galifianakis. Galifianakis. Oh, stopped on your nerd. Uh, speaking of which, here's my next clip from Next. The MTV show? No, this is. Oh, it's called Next. I was just thinking. My fleet is uh, shipping out tomorrow, and. <laughs> I wanted to make love to a beautiful woman one last time. Before I started having sex with other sailors. It's coming up on it. it yeah, that. <laughs> Go to next. Go to next. On next, and like, just I didn't. I saw this so long ago. Zach Galifianakis with no beard. Uh-huh. Uh, he plays all the transitions. Well, that was back when he was the piano comedian. Like that was what he was. was known for. Uh, like he had this what Zach, a stick. <laughs> on a, on VH1. He had the Zach Galifianakis show, like in the late nineties, where mm-hmm. VH1 were like we're Zach's gonna, world, I believe. Yeah, they they party time. Like VH1 thought Stop they it. were getting like they wanted an edgy late night show hosted by this. Cool new comedian who's totally going places, Zach Galifianakis, and it only took him 15, 20 years to get <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I want to throw Mr. Odenkirk all the credit here because, like, it's everybody but David Cross. Yeah. But let's see if you can recognize. There's two comics, like one I, you you should have recognized by voice. Two, you'll recognize eventually. Hey, what's up, guys? Okay, this is the official record of the first meeting of Internet Chatroom 405. That's Nick Swartzen. That's Nick Swartzen. Okay, this is the first time any of us are meeting IRL. That's in real life, for those of you new to the room. <laughs> okay, guys. So this is Dane hi. Cook. Hi. Hi. So that's Bob Odenkirk. And did you get from the high to get that one person? I couldn't tell who Hold on, let's see. Hi. <laughs> another, another famous comedian. Uh, oh, hey, uh, my uh, screen name is Red... Pat Oswalt. Oh, dude, Superman 2 is not a better movie than Schindler's List. Oh, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> I like the concept of this sketch. No, it was, it was kind of funny, uh, it, but just that they were still like an internet chat room. Do those still exist? Uh, yes, sort of. Ten years ago, they I do, just thought, they do. thought it was odd ten years ago, and I would like to play my favorite sketch uh, from said show before, before we make it like everybody's sort of wincing and tired. 
I fucking love this sketch. Who doesn't love a good car salesman sketch? Hello, Bessie of Bessie Brothers Automotive, <laughs> where you can always steal a deal. But this week, more than ever, because my brother Steve is out of town, and I'm not that smart. Is that the herky jerky dance? Yeah. numbers, I get easily distracted, and I don't know about cars. <laughs> Take a look at this one. Sure is a pretty blue. <laughs> it was listed for $59.95. I let it go for $200, because every time I told the guy the price would be less, he got happier. <laughs> uh, look at this pretty blue. It was like a two-part sketch, and then later in the show... Uh... Hi, I'm Steve Essie of Essie Brothers Automotive. All right, let's start at the beginning. Bring the cars back. <laughs> you. The guys who stole them from my brother last week. They just... <laughs> Cars like this one, which somebody paid 200 bucks for in play money. <laughs> or this one, which was my car and was not for sale. <laughs> Seriously, it was unfair to take advantage of Billy. My brother was told not to sell any cars and definitely not to make any commercials. <laughs> 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 there it is. Trademark Bob Yo. I love his yell. Oh, I hope you're all comedy I love his God damn it. God damn it. Uh, you no. know, I just saw Bob Odenkirk live recently. Did you? Wow. For, uh, he did this funny bit where he was, um, he did this stand up bit where he's like, I'm going to read some of my uh, uh, an internet review I did on Amazon for, uh, for the Beatles White Album. Boy, I was the biggest Beatles fan in the world, but somehow I missed this one. <laughs> all my. Friends at work tell me this is a great masterpiece. P U. He's now, I guess, I haven't watched the show, but I know he's on Breaking Bad now. Oh, he's he's so good on Breaking Bad. So like, actually, like I'm a actually great performance. For, I'm more familiar with him from that than I am from anything else he's ever done. I know I gave you all the Mr. Shows. I haven't. I only watched a few episodes. Oh, you son of a bitch. All you've got is I time to find him Mr. particularly show. funny. Let's smoke. Hot and watch a lot of Mr. Show. <laughs> Is that okay? Uh, you don't need That'll it bring to me be back. Funny. I, look, but it'll bring me back to the time when I enjoyed it the most. Uh, I was like 15 and, and 14 watching that show. I enjoyed right. it soberly. Yeah. No, I, I just kicked heroin and moved down to pot, like at that point. Uh, <laughs> as a 14 year old. Yes, as a 14 year old. Before I got my license, I wanted to make sure I had that nice push running through my veins. Right. Yes. Is anybody holding? Number holding. Um, my dad. Number three. Who uh, was a cop? Anybody can remember. I I never actually. I didn't even think I could find this one. Um. Yes, I learned a long time ago that a casting oh, director only has so much time to make a choice. A thinking actor must use every edge to make that choice a foregone conclusion. Well, I I guess I blew it, huh? Perhaps, but you never fail when you learn from your mistakes. You know, I recognize you. Aren't you Ty Lookwell? Yes. But until this audition's over, I prefer to be addressed as Buzz McCool. <laughs> Is that George Clooney? That's uh, uh, Adam West auditioning for Happy Days: The Next Generation and the unaired pilot for Conan O'Brien and Robert Smigel's uh, Look Well from 1991. Uh, wow! Adam West plays uh, um, a struggling actor, a formerly famous a- a television actor who was deputized in his popular days, <laughs> and then becomes <laughs> yes, a private investigator. <laughs> Like it's that it's, sounds amazing. Yes, everything. Robert every single, Siegel is amazing. Yes, both of them. great. In '91, so say what you will about them now. This That's is '91 when they were like revolutionizing comedy. Was he even on The Simpsons? Was Conan on The Simpsons? No, nah, he came on in the '93. '93. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, not at this point, but like, jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah they're both credited, like all those, all that era's like SNL catchphrases, also, Matt Foley's and the... Is oh, this like Bob a decade Oden and a half that Conan beat Family Guy to the Adam West is funny train? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I, well, God. even, okay, it, by the late 80s, the the comedy nerds who grew up with mm. Batman in the or late 70s... Mm. The, or late sixties, they were making comedy on TV, so they oh, all knew Bat Adam West was funny. Like even using him in Lookwell wasn't like the first time uh, okay, somebody okay. used Adam West in a funny way. I thought he was dead but, until uh, he showed up in Family Guy because I'm a yeah. ignorant boor. See, that's the thing. Like <laughs> he was, they knew how Adam West is a funny guy, and the Batman show was funny. And, and, and like, that, that scene you just heard, he's wearing like a giant pompadour wig and a leather jacket <laughs> and trying out for a teenager. Like, and all the other actors look up to him. And he's giving them advice, and uh, then also like the the Simpsons when they used him was after this too when he in Mister Plow he's like I did yeah maybe forty five <laughs> minutes ago <laughs> this might have been at the time when like he and Batman doesn't dance anymore Adam West is st- <laughs> is still like stupid but at this point like everybody had heard of him for normal roles yeah they didn't no one just had thought of him for something the comedic. crazy person like, <laughs> and I don't I didn't label any of these clips so I hope they're funny. Uh, <laughs> What was the license number, Mr. Alberti? I don't have it. It's only written on the keychain. What seems to be the problem, officers? We're handling it, sir. Could you please step back? I don't think you understand. I used to play a detective. Oh, yeah. He was Bennigan. No, that was George Kennedy. I was Bennigan. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, and like when he goes home to relax and he's like, ah, time to watch some television. He throws open a cabin and just all videotapes of his old show that he kicks back and watches. (laughs) Sounds to me like a string of classic car thefts. You boys better check it out. Shakespeare reminds us how (laughs) off the sight of means to do ill deeds makes ill deeds done. What did you get lost? Very well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe this is my favorite clip, and it's like the most pure Conan comedy piece you can tell just from the writing. Did you do that shopping I asked you to do? I tried, but the store said they don't make that hairspray anymore. Those fools. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty that's great cool. <laughs> could one watch this on YouTube if they were I so think so yes, okay. yes. Wow. so this was again, what, was it a specific network was trying to get it, or? Oh, I, can't, it I mean it would have been 91 I know for a while valiantly some network that no longer exists uh, UPN, was, the WB no no it's a they weren't around network. yet <laughs> I mean, it might have been Trio that they were airing um, television series that never made the air and so you got yeah. to see stuff like cartoon next. cartoon no, no, no. Everything cartoon ever did, no matter how hard it shit the bed. I thought I remember that on Bravo. You know what the, the biggest unair, unaired cartoon pilot is that I can think of right now? Fucking Adventure Time. Or, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That's Nick, wait, is that the other way around? Nickelodeon pilot? It was Nickelodeon did Adventure uh, Time as a pilot, which everybody watched a million times on YouTube. Yeah, and that's why I'm bringing oh. this up. Because like, if, if you would have seen this, a clip of this, you would have watched the show. Yeah. And, and they did, none of these shows had the fucking luxury of us being interested. Yeah. It sucks. Mm. It, it just sucks. got to be dismissed e- quickly by people who didn't get it. Yeah, talking motorcycle. I still can't get over this. No, yeah. You got to see I can't I believe you have it. So far. And it's what's great. Yeah. It's like it's Will there it's, be links on Lasertime podcast? Ooh, there might be an entire article where well. you can watch all of <laughs> Emphasis on Mike. You're really good at this. Yeah, thanks. Sir. You're really good at this. Uh Emphasis on might. Yes, if it's, uh, if it's solely my responsibility, then yes, please emphasize the might. 
Uh, Which one of these two actors was conveying the dichotomy we saw in my Bannigan episode? Oh, okay, wait a second. He's, he also teaches an acting class that the curriculum is mostly based around his uh, old Bannigan episodes. <laughs> Which one of these two actors was conveying the dichotomy we saw in my Bannigan episode? I thought Alex had a good sense of his who. Or the observation, Ben. Well, sir, I was attempting to summon my life experience and transport it to the Earl of Kent situation. Wait a minute. What did you say? I was just talking, sir, about my technique. No, no. Transport. The stolen cars are being transported to another country. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, it, it, you can't make this now and have it be uh, funny. It would only be funny with 1991 effects. Oh, it would have just been fucking beautiful. They made that 21 years ago. So, uh, like, like, Eagle Heart is in that same type of vein, but, like, it's, you expect it now. Like, you're used to that type yeah, and, of comedy. Yeah, I mean, Eagle Heart's fine and good, but this, like, the budget on this one was still better because it was a network pilot. Yeah. And it's, oh. it's, like, probably the biggest reason somebody should kill Jay Leno. Conan O'Brien wrote this, therefore that's Jay the Leno biggest, shouldn't exist. That's the biggest reason. I, it's right now. I mean, we don't have any more. He's still like an unfunny chin monster holding a, a show, a time slot that I admittedly don't watch. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't watch it anyway. Yep. Yeah, who's nobody watches Conan? Who maybe. all in this room watches Conan on Eleven? On I show? sometimes do. When uh, the uh, oh. yeah, I've watched a clip on TeamCoco.com now and then. I saw a really funny one of the Birthday Boys at Conan Live. Really. Oh yeah, they were really. I don't want to. Well, you're the only one still watching talk shows, I believe. What you said? You were. I remember the time you were like Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel is like, like twice a year, I accidentally watch Jimmy (laughs) Kimmel, and it's funny. I come home drunk and I fall on the remote, which turns the TV (laughs) on, and then I'm too drunk to get up. Yeah, no, like we lost our remote like a year ago. The channel never changes. It's Adult Swim. The television gets turned on. That input every Sunday, and the rest of the time it's all my, it's all on demand shit, Blu-rays and video games. Yeah, I mean, I, we only watch Netflix and Hulu, and occasionally use the digital antenna to watch Jeopardy. How about Crackle? Nice. <laughs> Crackle is not so great. Crackle is bizarre because I you, t- you Twitter, but why is Sony? Ha- why does Sony have an on-demand video network yeah. on, only on Xbox and not on PS3? Yeah, it's on Xbox and. And it turns out it's because it's not very good. Like it's very, it has very obtrusive commercials, way worse than you see on Hulu. Really? What's our and next unaired pilot, Chris? The, <laughs> look, you're going to have to get to an hour no matter what. So Damn I it. have two left, uh, oh, and I'm trying to space them out. Oh dear. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's got like I watched the Resident Evil <laughs> CG movie on it. There you go. And, Degeneration. Uh, this was going to be aired on Fox. This show we were talking about previously. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Fuck it. We'll go into well, break. Conan O'Brien is like a mega genius. I, I, I do actually read. He wrote the monorail episode, you motherfucker. This is you true. And response. Homer Goes to College. Oh, uh, two of the best episodes ever. Yeah. But he. Yeah. Um, Look at those squirrels. This problem also, better work. <laughs> nerdlinger. Nerdlinger. <laughs> but also, Homer. Uh, God, that scene of Homer going like, nerd! Yeah. Like one classic. of the best scenes. I've got that on like a hotkey. Like, I just like, yeah. Control F6, and then it sends it to someone. <laughs> I've gotten that a few times from you. I have the one that's, I've bookmarked it now that's, uh, it's a, it's a four second YouTube clip of when Homer turns on the TV, and it's a guy pointing and laughing at him. That, <laughs> you, you stupid. 
He doesn't even <laughs> he doesn't even get a full sentence out, but it's you just stupid. it's just the guy laughing. He's like, oh, TV. at least I can go to TV. They will laugh with me, not at me. me. And he turns it on. <laughs> you, st- you stupid. He, uh, it's just a guy pointing at. Though I read the uh, the book on the late night war between Conan and Leno, and like there you go. I was already going to say you guys got a Simpsons episode. The thing this from before, uh, like Conan didn't want to be a writer anymore. Like he always wanted to be like a TV star and he was tired of like writing for the Simpsons or writing even like uh, pilots like look well he wanted to be a star but he wasn't a stand up comic like so there wasn't any real idea of what he would or could do until he just got lucky and they couldn't find like they were they were talking of Billy Crystal maybe taking over for Letterman (laughs) and then like Billy Crystal like oh it's really hard to do late night (laughs) show every night and Gary Shandling had the same reaction and so they were just like eh Conan let's give him a shot and they just, why like, is Letterman still doing it like he obviously hates know. it so much now that so it's much money. it doesn't make any sense he oh, hates it like he, he you watch him it. and it's just like all his guests it's horrible and you hear you hear about like how he got like when that fucking uh, uh, affair thing came up which uh, again was amazing that he like yeah I'm gonna come clean on the air but if we were like, well, what's he like behind the scenes? Like he flies in a helicopter yeah. here, speaks to no one. Yeah, like that's why they we're the most shocked because he doesn't. He, he, he literally f- helicopters in, doesn't talk to anybody, and goes he, on stage. He films like multiples in one day, just yeah. to spend like two or three days in New York, and then go to his home in Connecticut where, yeah, or some Connecticut shit. Just do the right, ra- like yeah, it's he's so he's so hateful that yeah. he's still funny. Like there's moments of humor from him. But. I just remember like when he was like late night with David Letterman on NBC, yeah, like twelve thirty or something. And, yeah, like watching it as a kid, and it was actually really funny. Mm-hmm. I never saw it then. I saw it when it uh, like when he took over the CBS. Thing. The CBS. I mean, one. that's pretty neutered. Like he mm-hmm. was like. It, like how the you weird see crazier the weird stuff that Conan would the, did and mm-hmm. got like that was what he was doing before yeah he was super weird and would do a lot of crazy weird shit and it was actually really funny but Conan's weirdness is like it's a different more kind of weirdness. innocent yeah. Like, yeah. yeah to be fair though they probably have staffs of writers that help. oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not putting like, it all on him sure. but like what, what he was saying about Conan makes sense because Conan is like there's some he's a modern writer he can easily adapt and make modern comedy but there's something very old school showbiz about him that he <laughs> seems to love and adhere to. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's a good point. I loved him on Saturday Night Live when he hosted. Mm-hmm. The there were multiple good sketches on it, but the best one was him on uh, him as an old timey boxer, an Irish boxer <laughs> yeah. who and he was the it was I'll about the, do, it was about the first it was about the first white boxer to box a black I, and he gets butchered and like he, <laughs> and they show that how boxing for the longest time was two gangly Irishmen. Standing in place, moving their arms like back and forth, but not never hitting each other, and doing it for a hundred rounds until one passed out. And then Conan's character like gave such stupid, That's stupid taunts. Sketch. He was just like, "This son of Africa may be bold. This son of Africa may be bold, but I'll show him a thing or two. I'll pepper his porridge, and and then I'll butter the, his bread. And so then the first the the." Fight all but like starts. Conan's character just stands there, and the Tracy Morgan as the fighter just immediately like just runs and beats the shit out of him, and, and then he apparently he like back. keeps fighting over and over again until the point that he that he starts to bleed before a match starts. <laughs> uh, such a funny sketch. I, know. I bet that's on Hulu. It, uh, it, I'm sorry. Damn it. Well, I guess we'll be right back with more on-air pilot stuff. Boring. Hey. 
Tyler, are you enjoying this episode of uh, on-air TV pilots? Oh, man, I am loving it. Man, well, you are in the minority, my friend, but, <laughs> but that's okay. You don't know that. Hey, guys, next week um, we're going to have an ultra-live, all-video-game version from PAX East where well, we'll both be at... Um, I'll be there in... No. Spirit. No. No, don't tell me this. I'm, Tyler. I'm sorry. When was the last time the people you. heard from you? Right now. Okay, okay, because we're doing our plug segment where we tell you to go to LazerTimePodcast.com and uh, support our sponsors, Audible and uh, Mr. Dandy and whatnot. Maybe but get yourself a t-shirt. Exactly, get yourself a t-shirt. There. Support LazerTime uh, and uh, donate if you don't want to buy an entire t-shirt. Hey, and look at that, the Amazon deals on the side. And the stuff we do every week, that gets us a tiny, tiny bit of money as well. And you, yes, at this point, this is so much work, it's in your best interest to please <laughs> help support us if you like the show. Oh, and, and, and if you didn't see it, Tyler, did you see the stream we did of the wrestling games? I missed that. If you go to lasertimepodcast.com and click on the image of Chris Benoit versus Macho Man Randy <laughs> Savage, we played a WWE in my in my house in your house. Uh, <laughs> Wait, my house? It was great. It was like it was like the uh, WWE. Yes, F before. Whoa, before, like before polygons and one immediately after yeah, polygons. So it was like the last sprite based and the first polygon the fir- based, and it's all so horrendous. Both horrible. <laughs> and it ends with it ends with uh in big head mode Hulk Hogan versus a horse. Oh, and fantastic! It, very very proud of it. You should go watch all of that stupid nonsense. Me, Mike Grimm, Brett Elston, Henry Gilbert. Uh, did I say Mike Grimm and Dave Rudden? Mm-hmm. Dave Rudd and Mike Grimm. I don't know. I can't guarantee we'll do streams consistently, but they're fucking fun. I wish you were here for that. I'm sorry. You were, you were out of the town. Look at me. I'm just, uh, I ain't hey, here for just... nothing. I ain't no PAX East. Uh, yeah. History. But come see us at PAX, PAX East. If you don't want to hear a live episode from PAX East, don't listen next Monday. There'll be an episode for you later on, and you'll be very hey, happy. Hey, uh you got an episode for everyone. Just yeah, you got to go. be patient. There you go. Yeah, exactly. No, wow. It's a terrible thing to say. Listen yeah. every week, kids. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen all the time. It did, seem, it did seem reasonable. Listen to each one twice. But visit LazerTimePodcast.com. Leave your mark. Visit our forums. Listen to Cape Crisis, VG Empire. Read Poison Popcorn. We might have some new stuff from uh, ooh, ooh, an old buddy of ours. I want to tease it. I don't even Whoa. know if it's in the system yet. Ooh. Hopefully this episode will be up before midnight, and we can make Monday Pacific time. Two uh, more hours, buddy. We put a time on it. Yeah. Oh, no. Now we've dated we got this. six minutes before East Coast well, You uh, better Tuesday. get back to it. We better yeah, stop God. this bumper and All get right, back to Let's the- get out of here. <laughs> Finish it. Play it's a time. Second segment. Right, we're back? Yeah, we're back. Welcome back to Laser Time in our fascinating, riveting discussion on unaired television pilots. Yeah. Chris, I think you're being a little hey, too hard on. on yourself. Well, I think this is poised to be the most complaint-ridden and uh, least liked no. episode ever. Just judging on your your two faces, I've been no, no, no. I'm really interested. No, I'm entertained. Just we started the, when we had the Wait tangent about Crackle. That's when I was like, I don't, <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't care about Crackle. I'm sorry, I just started using Crackle. Yeah, and the fact that <laughs> And the, and the fact that I you smoke crackle, don't you, boy? The fact that you and I already heard you tell me that story yesterday, so I've heard it. You <laughs> were already bored then. I've already heard it twice in twenty four hours. Twenty four oh, hours. So, so Henry and Short, you endorse? Cra- no, I don't. Crackle's not good. Voodoo. 
Hulu. <laughs> hey, not while I'm here, buddy. Uh, all right. Well, hey, um, you owe me a nickel. Yeah. Pardon me. Um, Which you will then give like one tenth of. Uh, you know, Paul F. Tommy had a pretty funny joke about crackle. So, uh, so, God, no. How, would people hate crack so much if it was called crackle? Would people hate crabgrass if it was called something cute like elfgrass? That's. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, we have a very professional life. show to do here. Does anybody have any jokes they need to get out? I got a little soft shoe routine I've been working on. Right. I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh, he bounced out of here. <laughs> Whoa! All right. This is too sound effects happy. We are in the middle of our unaired episode. Number two. Number two is could, we, f- could we record this and not air it? Ooh. And then have Ooh. this episode in like six years? Hey. Yeah. hey. The lost episode when one of us dies. Uh, it's one of you two first. You think so? Well, that was the joke. Well, we got to make a tontine. I hope so. Why I don't you two to race to death? I don't have anything left to offer. If this uh, whole laser time thing doesn't work out, who knows? Uh, don't you're supposed to laugh, not be depressed, and stare away from well, me? Well, when you said that, I was like, <laughs> Jesus, how would would you hang yourself, or would you jump <laughs> yeah. in front of traffic? I do yeah, like the tension I, I can get. Behind. I like my old roommate, uh, who is also dead. He recommended. Um, <laughs> So successful he, suicide. He recommended, he recommended drink an entire gallon of green paint and jump off the largest building you can in the most populated area on Christmas for a nice festive spread on the sidewalk. Wow! With all the holiday that's, that's shoppers. That's high concept. That'd still like be that. all your clothes though. Wouldn't be. You're not gonna, unless I took them off. Yeah. And then I'd be then, green and red. Even then, though, you don't have to ingest the paint. Just jump off with the can of paint. Yeah. Mm. To hemorrhage your stomach would mm. that'd take a lot of force. You probably have to land on something sharp too. Yeah. So name. Yeah. It's all two buckets. Of paint. So I look into buildings, is what you're telling me. Yeah, the green yeah. paint I can do. Yeah, see, Make sure there's like uh, something pointy to land on, like a okay. fence. Oh, ooh, good. The thing is, I don't. So uh, I don't have access to a gun, so I can't. I've, I want gunshot mm-hmm. death. I want to shoot my face. Yeah, but then you, you dead leave. instantly. Like, yeah, you want to? Like you ri- right now? You want to? No, do this. I mean uh, that is a slip. There. Yeah, nobody ever <laughs> thinks about this. Like, Laser time quotes. Fuck. Please pick that. Yes. up. I think about it constantly. <laughs> like how you? How would you do that? Well, a gun. Then like somebody has to find me, and I don't want to put that on anybody. Uh, uh, this is something I will never bring up ever again. But what the Man Show? <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit they had where it was basically it was basically a death cleanup crew. Where if you were to die or kill yourself, I, there was oh, an automatic cleanup crew that, too, that would come yeah. to your house and hide all your porn and all your shit, I, so your family didn't have to find it when they cleaned out your room. Delete your internet cache. And I remember, like, there was. Just, it, I can't. I have to explain it because it was a silent scene. Somebody brought the uh, the head dude over a bowling pin, and he smelled the tip, and he's like, oh, "Get it out of here." <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I remember that. Yeah, that's actually that's probably why I won't ever kill myself because it takes it, there'd be so that's much. The work, reason. That's it. There'd be so much work involved in cleaning up all that stuff. I could never be sure. That I got rid of all the pornography. <laughs> all the pornography. That I wouldn't want my parents to It'd be see. even weird to like this guy never watched porn ever. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, he never watched porn. What? What, uh, what was his triple, real sequence? Where, where, where is Jim Henson? People puppets, gross. Where did he um, bury those children? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, unaired pilots. Uh, mm. So Henry and I are first to go. I get it. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I well, I just want to say it's really interesting. You got a membrane on the back of the, your skull face, yeah. and that keeps all your shit in your head from falling out. Nice. So when you shoot yourself, that membrane ruptures, and then that's why goop would come out of your eyes. See, I don't want that at all. Uh, I don't want that at all. I want. See, I, don't, I don't want anybody to find me because I was worried about that when my I had my um, nerve problems, and I was taking a bunch of painkillers and muscle relaxants, and but I still wasn't working, so I'd combine it with alcohol. And every day I would just tell Tyler like. 
this is yours. I don't care. Like I'm in so much pain. I do like I don't know if I'll wake up tomorrow. Arm? Yeah, yeah. No, it was like the first two weeks it was miserable. Like just uh. not being able to sleep through the night with a, on the medication. The only medication. I realize kinds of permanente is a joke, but you do have health care. No, no, I mean that's I went there. <laughs> I went there after and, the health. Yeah, after after yeah, they gave well. me after they gave me the pills, take three a day. Like I'm taking seven and they're not working and I can't. I can't physically do anything. I can't even lie down. It was horrible. And so I like, I, oh, all right, I'll take them with alcohol because it says not to. Uh, it may, it, <laughs> it's just your inner rebel, Chris. No, oh, no, no. It's, you it's, so it, it, said, it said it may amplify the conditions. And like, I can afford alcohol. I don't need a prescription for that. Like, And we have tons of it lying around the house. <laughs> uh, I don't think it lies around all that long. All right. <laughs> Number two on unaired pilots. Let's give it up for whatever this might be. <laughs> I smell some criminals. Mia, use your ESP. Thank you. I showed you this video. Yes. In a bus. Behind the cleaners. Let's go get them. What the fuck? Mike Rem, do you remember what I this is? The name of the, it's Dog Police. It is Dog Police. Dog it's Police. Flat out. Oh. Okay. That was dog my police. first guess. I was like, that's certainly not it. It was something more innovative than that. And, and, oh. uh, I think there's an intro. This is the city of Van Nuys, California. It's filled with used car lots, fast food restaurants, and many malls. I live here. I'm a cop. My name is Bowser. <laughs> I work with two partners. My ex-wife, Mia Perro, and my best Perro friend, Mia. They call us the dog police. <laughs> it's really like human beings the, in they're, dog costumes. The visual component to this is undeniable. You have to you watch You have this. to see like, this. The costumes are horrifying. It's like, and this is like early 90s, maybe late 80s. Uh, literally like just Cops dressed like dogs who make dog jokes. Yeah. It is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Is there a reason in the story why they do this? Well, let's keep listening. We can run up to 50 miles per hour, hear a conversation two miles away, and retain a scent for up to a week, which isn't always an advantage, especially if you're catching crooks who never take baths. Mm. That was the most literal and fucking I share joke. custody of our son, Spooker Looker Lee. These are some of his friends. Ollie's got kids, too. Mm, makes Spike. you want to clean up the streets for him. Here are two uh. scenes from our new TV show. <laughs> enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Good God. Do you care to hear a little bit of the theme song? Are they dressed... Wait, the costumes. The, are they like Duracell Primus people? Um, or are they... Give McGruff the crime dog. Uh-huh. Now imagine if you made that face with paper mache and put on a trench coat. Oh, man. That's exactly what it looks like. Like, they have human eyes. Like, yeah. the human eyes protrude They're, through the, the mask. I, so can't it's even, like, I can't even visualize like that. Blacked out human eyes with, like, shitty rubber face yeah. dog masks that sounds on. sounds hideous. It's, well, at least it has a great theme song. They can't emote in their face. I'm tapping out. I'm tapping <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Now, better or worse now, than fish police? Now you you want to yeah, say seriously. you want to say with a song like that it's totally self aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not <laughs> at all, and what makes it the greatest, funniest comment? Uh, and you, it, to prove that, I want to oh. see if you can guess some of the guest stars. Uh, Is there anybody famous in this movie? Michael Chris? Grimm. I'm so glad you asked. Um, first of all, you'll, you you should be able to get this guy on his voice. He may sound a bit younger. A hundred and twenty-seven bucks. 
<laughs> I don't think so, Shifty. Hey, it's free enterprise. It's the backbone of the capitalist system. My time's got to be worth something. If memory serves, your time was supposed to be behind bars. The CI. You don't think I don't appreciate you talking to the judge for me, huh? I owe you my life. And you that Adam Sandler? That is Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'll take a is... You'll take a walk. I'll take a walk. That is completely how, Adam Sandler. How, it's how, it's pre SNL, dude. It's how, how could you even act against those people dressed like that? I don't know. Why don't you ask Jeremy Piven? You know, I finally figured out why me and Bowser broke up. Uh, yeah? Why is that? Well, you see, they thought it would last forever, right? But then they realized it was only uh, Yeah, yeah. I've buried better looking stuff than you in my backyard. Because no! they're dogs. Because they're dogs. You get it? You get it? Because they're dogs. <laughs> why wouldn't? Why would those people be hanging around with them and not going? Because like this is fucked up. Because what are we doing? Because we can run up to fifty miles per hour. They run fifty That's miles true. per hour. They can hear two miles away. Not, yeah, you should probably just Google image search dog police. I'm and finding that, so much amazing. That'll probably stuff. keep you amused all day long. Or there might even be a link to the episode on LaserTimePodcast.com. You are so good at this. Yeah, You're okay. hired. Uh, uh, this is probably this is gonna be a letdown compared to all the other clips, but this is just them talking with the, the police captain who is every police captain this is you ever horrific. saw. Like they the, they like cruising a huge like uh, <laughs> convertible too, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 What about us? Oh, I'm glad you asked. I got a special assignment for you. Follow me. All the typewriters in the background. Yeah, we could use a good collar. Yeah. You could use a flea collar. Whoa! <laughs> Burn. Undercover work. I hope. Give it to us straight. Whatever it is, we can handle it, sir. Good. Yes, you guys are going undercover. Arrest records. Ah. In the last ten cases, you guys have busted over a hundred criminals and never once filled out a 714 in triplicate. Here. But Sarge, we're specialists. Highly trained professionals. Besides... I don't type so good. With all due respect, sir, this is... Uh, grunt work, I know. Uh. Welcome to the real world. Now move your tail. Aw, oh, doggone uh. it, sir. God damn it. My <laughs> It's like the guy that wrote the 101 Garfield Dog jokes book police. that you bought in the book fairs wrote this, <laughs> this show. Man. Uh. Well, why did they need to be from outer space? <laughs> They're from outer space? Like... Why? Because regular dogs don't get that big. Regular dogs don't fill out arrest records. And I love the idea of these regular dogs. Yep. As opposed to being the number one studied thing by all scientists in the universe for the rest of the next 300 years, you're going to become Van Nuys police officers <laughs> yeah. who bust perps. We came, we came hundreds and thousands of light years. <laughs> To do shit work. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I, not use any of this alleged technology that got us here to yeah. solve these cases. <sighs> and also, we look like earth dog men. Also, when was she have... talking about being undercover? Please. <laughs> yes. Explain yes. that in any way. Where are you going to go undercover? I don't know. Another dog police precinct? <laughs> Man, like, you look like those dog police. Are you those... Nope. That's a nope. different dog. I mean, <laughs> Arf. Arf. <laughs> Why the dogs can get married, apparently? <laughs> and divorce. <laughs> and divorce. Yeah. And that's a good. Course. That's a good text message sound you had there. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like superhero. The dog whistle is going. It's the mayor uh, on the phone. Uh, you guys want to talk about the greatest on-air pilot that we've actually got the opportunity to see? Well, I know, I'm going to be left out here because it's pretty amazing. Uh, I'd say we. I'm the audience you're describing. You, it won't be a spoiler, then. but like we might spoil. If there's nothing to spoil. You'll never see. 
There'll never be more of them. There's a spoiler right. at the end of the episode for something that'll never uh, be resolved. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, what the hell is that? What is number one? Number one is 17th Precinct. We've all watched it like three times. Yeah. Uh, we were lucky enough, someone, somebody, uh, I think his name starts with Ring. I don't want to call him out. Sends us occasionally unaired pilots. We have, uh, we have a couple. Yeah. Well, this one's on YouTube as well. I hope so. Um, but yeah, it's Ron Moore. Like, I, after Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. was, was through... Absolutely. I like it. I, I, I like Battlestar Galactica. show. Um, anyway. Mm. Uh, so after that, Ron Moore, he was involved in a lot of the Star Trek stuff. Uh, actually liked stuff. DS9. He and uh, it's just... He, there he was first contact. There, was, there were people that were always trying to interject more character drama and love triangles and just general bad tropes of television into mm. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And there were some people on there who were fighting against that. That is not what Star Trek is supposed to be. Yeah. That's why you find next gen. Everyone is a paragon of humanity, and which can be boring mm-hmm. if you don't write good scripts that have like a cool sci-fi hook or something else going yeah, on. Yeah, it's about it. Star Trek is about the situation. It's not, not the, the situation. You're also we're all supposed to have gotten past that. That's why it was such a fucking inspiration to two different generations of people in the '60s and in the '80s. But whatever. Let's have people argue about who's sleeping with who. That's a much more compelling argument, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, because there's no other shows on TV giving me that, but. He goes on from that and interjecting that into Star Trek. It's not just him, and it's not all his fault or anything. But like, so the next show, a hot totally off of Battlestar, is Seventeenth Precinct, which is Magic Cops. Mm-hmm. It's a world in which magic evolved, and they say in the intro, Would you in, like to hear the intro, magic evolved instead let's, of science. Yes, let's let the intro explain it the best it can. But yeah, yeah let's elaborate. The music is great. Oil, <laughs> electricity, oh, coal. Man. The power that drives modern society. But what if science had never been invented? What if science... What if we rely but, uh, on... Magic. <laughs> oh! You can't, you can't invent science. Hang on. Plants and fire power our world. And what if the police solve crimes in ways that we can't imagine? Um, that would be magic. What if? Of the music. Well... This is 17th. I'm sorry, not welcome. That is, if you don't, that is Kareem Oof. Saeed from Oz. I love Kareem Saeed. He's so, a good actor. Yeah, and... So yeah, the bit yeah. the the bit is uh, yeah, the entire world evolved normally. Like uh, mm. it's San Francisco, only it's called Excelsior City. Yes, for no reason. All the yeah. sections are, absolutely no reason. All the sections are. I remember you from Alameda. Like that's a really yeah. inside reference. They just you start, already changed the name of the city. They already changed the name of the city, but then they'll say like we're in this district, we're in that district, mm-hmm. and it's like so everything else is the same. The logo for the police department is exactly the same as the SFPD, except it says Excelsior Six, Police Excelsior Department. Excelsior or whatever. But so it's like, it, which again, I'm fine. Like I'll take the premise of face. Okay, let's say everything is equal. It's just magic. Okay, fine. Even though that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. And and the idea, what if science had never been invented? It's like you don't invent why stars burn. Mm-hmm. They just do. Or what frequent or what temperature water freezes. At. Yeah, it's like what if I never thought of doing this? So but or what if I'm a creationist that wants to watch CSI? But there's I'm too much science. Is that man had to invent the field from which we study it from? <laughs> what if what if that field had never been invented? The field? That field of science. What uh, if we didn't acknowledge that? It's, it know. makes electricity. <laughs> but so the bit is, then it goes into, it's basically magic, Harry Potter CSI. Is it, what goes, it, is. it goes immediately with Gaius Balter and, uh, yes, uh, and Little Adama. Meanwhile, yeah. It's, it's all the Battlestar people. It's a bunch people. of Battlestar people show up to be various things. So like they solve a crime with like... I have their blood, a clip of them playing with the blood. Yeah, which is... And how do they do such a thing? So it's it's forensic. So they go up and there's like a, a trail of blood. Somebody got stabbed. Like, hmm, let's, let's solve this. So like he uses magic to like 
move the blood around and reverse time, and it's all just supposed to be a CG I... jerk fest. Oh, God. Have you got it? If you haven't got it, tell me. Don't look at me. Don't. What? He's hovering what? blood in air. Damn it. It's not the spell. I know I cast it right. No, it's not the casting. You... I can tell you what it is as a friend. So... <laughs> So he's hovering CG blood in the air. So he's picked the, sec- the blood mm-hmm. up off the ground from the crime scene. Yeah. Which here's and the second moon takes place here. Yeah. Right. Move back, forward, back, forward, back. Forward. And it You're just good. look, look at the camera. Like it drops the blood every time he does it, and it reveals what the guy's like a, like the head, the emperor prophet. <laughs> Of Sam of Excelsior, excuse me. Yes, Excelsior. Yeah, and they read like newspapers <laughs> that come out of fog or something. It's just like a bunch of hackney. Just Harry, what if the, the Harry Potter horseshit? Yeah. The premise it's, is just it's, it's the idea is that we are exactly where we are now, but there's no technology. Yeah, and imagine this world looking exactly as it does with that's no technology, the, and somehow magic created brick and mortar buildings. Yes, that that's stand not alongside <laughs> everything. It's just but like the, the premise like, alone is just, and that's the, that's the. I know it's not just Ron Moore, and I know I shed all over Battlestar, whatever, and I've got my own reasons for that. But no, it's but, not. It's not the greatest show. It, it fell apart at a certain point, but it's not. I know, show. but like I, I agree. There's a lot of stuff to like about it. I just okay. it jumped the shark for me very early. But about this show, yeah, it's the entire premise is it's supposed to be a fantastical situation mm. with magic. What if magic were real? Okay. And your imagination gave you the exact same world <laughs> yes. with the exact yes. same rules. That yes. is not true. Instead yes. of instead of uh, instead of a nurse or a doctor coming it's to a scene, it's a necromancer. It is a necromancer. And the coroner is a necromancer. The coroner is a necromancer. That's what it says in his chat. Why am I here? I don't. Want and here's to be some here. massive attack. I won't keep you long. Who attacked you? That's number six, no. by the way. These aren't my concerns. Donald. If you leave injustice behind, it will follow you. It was vengeance. It's super intense, very serious. That yeah, is so the ghost of the body. Yeah, at the, yeah that's the, the necromancer coroner talking to the corpse, which is yes. not a bad idea. Let's talk to the corpse and find out. Even though uh, Torchwood did that in the first episode too, Whoops. and they can't get any information out of the corpse. Yeah, the corpse doesn't <laughs> do every anything. single corpse. time that they. Oh yeah, let's channel the body well, of the dead person what, who what, killed you. Uh-huh. What I couldn't get I don't over is that, is that like the necromancer is the person they call last. Like let's yeah. have these guys fiddle around yeah. with CG blood and not yep. call but, the psychic. But in. again, the the other thing is like <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. The other thing about the entire premise of the show is no science, forensics, all this shit is interesting because it's a feat of of of, of intelligence and using the environment and using what we've learned mm. to solve these crimes. That makes the real world inherently cooler than the world yes. they're presenting, where they do it with magic. If they do everything we do, but they do it stupider and with no like science or logic behind it. It's yeah. just nonsense. So one, it's one, like, how does it? It would just be chaos. It's just you're you're by levitating one the one clip clip. Uh. Hey, chief, I think we got something here. What is it? Well, it looks like some kind of a charm. It's nine bar. It's a right nine bar charm. A field of dead sound for over three hundred feet in every direction. It's a nine volt charm. And again, man. The, the the premise itself, like of just. Magic in the world today, yeah. The, at, at a, as a base, is fine. Yeah. Like, le, like you know, they're using charms and mm-hmm. they're using this spell to do that. That's that's fine. It's but like pl- then plants when, are the uh... yeah. Magic plants power everything. So there's no electricity. There's, there's no electricity. Yeah. The Golden Gate Bridge is suspended by uh, like an ivy like plant. Yeah, and fire. Yet the moss that gives him electricity is located exactly on the same place in a building you would find a PG and E meter where the actual electricity. Comes <laughs> yes, in the shape it's of like, fuck. Come on, you can't do anything. <laughs> yes, that. absolutely. No, like true. like yeah, you literally. Grass in the shape of a of a of a power meter on the side of a building, and it's like, 
would really the whole world just turn out like this? Can you build the set? Would it kill you? Well, do you have any ideas other than I don't know magic flowers? Whether they could just do it like I don't know. It's the same kinds of like what if in. The world where everything you know is blue is yellow in that <laughs> world. What, yeah. a, what a weird world. What if, yeah. what if we never invented blue? Exactly. exactly. It's like that. You can't say what if. It's like it's an inherent thing about. Mm-hmm. And the point that you made when they got Grim, when you, when they got in the car. <laughs> I mean, and the, the car, the, one, <laughs> one, the car drives itself. Yes. But again, because there's no electricity or science, no I want wheel. you to take this away. There's okay. no steering wheel. Oh, okay. There's no steering wheel. It's two people sitting in a car, <laughs> and the car is literally a 98 Ford Crown Victoria, like a cop car. <laughs> so it's a fucking car that still has a huge hood for an enormous combustion engine and fucking rubber tires and fucking everything else a regular car has, and it... It's it powered by magic somehow, but it, it needs all this dumb bullshit. What you said to the Crown Vic doesn't get manufactured now except for police. Yes. And it, in, in this reality, in this Excelsior, there's still an exclusive contract with Chevrolet <laughs> Ford. To, pr- Ford, to, pr- <laughs> to make, like when you were saying, like it has this, this sh- the, the, the inher- the, even the shape of the car would not be the <laughs> yes. same thing. Yeah, you don't need a huge fucking hood. There's yes. no engine there. There's moss or whatever the fuck. Was, it probably floats. You don't need rubber you would tires. Have, you would have a, what looks like a smart car with no axles or tires, and you would yes, fly around. Exactly. And you would hover probably like the, the fucking same, Golden Gate Bridge they showed in the, same the shot, establishing shot. In this establishing shot, it's the Golden Gate Bridge floating, mm-hmm. which means, oh, so you can make things fly with this, like a giant bridge. You could probably teleport in this world, too. So, th- so it on. all leads up. This is uh, even dumber. I, I just pulled this dumb clip. Like, wh- okay, the premise is bad, but this is one more bad thing they were doing the show. And I didn't remember every detail, but uh, this is the uh, first lady from West Wing talking to a seemingly male cop. Come on, I'm working a tough case down in the Tenderloin. Funny how all your Tenderloin, where we are right now, folks. I need a desk. You need a punch in the mouth. Oh. Well, it's good to see you, too, Lisa. It's Liam now. Actually, Detective Inspector Butterfield to you. Uh, the yeah. um, uh, magician has changed his gender, and, and then, like, if this is a plot point in the show at any point, I just... It's no. that easy, man. You no. just turn like a switch. No. Magic. No, no, no. I don't want any gender issues coming out through your necromancing and your shape-shifting. Now, the the, the actual mystery that they had in the show I actually thought was pretty mm-hmm. cool. It, the That's bit, what I, I thought was... I'm, I'm getting... I'm a little fuzzy on it. The the uh, the um the head of the police, uh, the he's Kareem Saeed Nas. He's getting a vision of this gear spinning. And this, no, not that. That's oh. the worst. That's oh, the, is it? No, I thought that was okay because that, that would sort of explain some of this other shit. Well, because what it leads up to is what breaks the whole okay, universe. Well, you go ahead. You go ahead. The, the actual story of like the the crime case they're solving of like it's uh, and I can't remember. It's like they sentenced somebody to life terms. Wait, hold on. I do have the. Uh, this, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the sentencing. They scene. make him relive. So how do when you're magic? Do you, what do you sentence people to in a, soci- uh, in a society uh, with no money uh, and uh, no no electricity, none of that other stuff? Well, still have money. the defendant clearly did assault and rob Mr. D'Souza on the night of the 12th, this court is also mindful that the defendant has been fighting an addiction and has enrolled in a recovery program. Therefore, this court is sentencing defendant to the dislocation of his right arm for a period of one year. Sentence to be imposed immediately. 
His right arm? Really? That's it? You're out of order, detective. With all due respect, Your Honor, this man is leader of a gang of thugs that have been systematically terrorizing Sis. innocent people up and down this wharf. You really think he the needs wharf. both arms for that? Detective Barkley, you are one step away from a gag order. And then she gags her. No, but yeah, then she like bangs her crystal yes. ball on... Yes, it's incredible. And yeah, dislocates his arm. That's the sentencing in the courtroom. She but, uses her force powers ah! to dislocate his arm for a year. Yep. But, but the, no, the, the, the actual the actual mystery, which is like, okay, this is why the show could be cool because you can tell supernatural mm-hmm. uh, crime stories with mm-hmm. that are not possible mm-hmm. in a regular procedural. When yeah. it was something like the guy was sentenced to. Oh, I see. What you're uh, to like he he, he, ra- he raped some people, so then he he got sentenced, but then he was reborn as a kid. And has to relive the feeling of being raped, and that's his punishment. But like, he, you know, he th- she sentenced this, this rapist to the feeling of being captive and raped for the rest of his life, and then somebody put him as a little kid because he never had a childhood. Yeah, it was stolen from him, so they put this rapist serial killer body in the body of a child, and then he starts killing again. I I can't remember what it was, but it was something it's about something like, like but it was body swapping the and, sister and was just his body swapping. Yeah. It was just a lot of stuff that I'm like, okay, this is not a bad... Okay, maybe I'm just being a shithead. Okay, next scene, no. now for the epilogue. A mm-hmm. uh, guy from Oz is having visions of stuff like Gears moving, and he's yes. like having a prophecy. And of Now, course, Gears are science, so gears. those don't exist in Magic World. So ignore how a transmission or anything in a car this entire <laughs> yeah, world... No, no, seriously. <laughs> that's what, the vision the whole time is like a close-up. It's like the opening of the movie Nick of Time. I really wish I would have chosen a better reference. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Nick of Time. So... But yeah, so it, it leads up to and then he's finally having, and it all leads up with this big well, what's, like. What's Henry's the, question the, before we get to the spoiler? All right, so like, gears are considered science, so like, yeah. there wasn't exactly. even like you know, um, like mills like, in the. That's what we were joking about. Is that there's, there's, there like, were, but I'm sure there's, they were there's clocks, there's landlords, there's plebeians, there's garbage men, and like there's a city structure that's based on roads. Like a yeah, like, like you would drive your cars everywhere. So, so none guess, of that really makes sense. Like that, none no. of that. Um, no, the entire... It's, the entire... it's like playing Civilization, <laughs> and instead of ever developing the wheel, you just go straight to the nuclear bomb somehow. What, what it is, and it's, it's like, great. It's yep, sort of like a Futurama premise where in like in like 90 minutes they visit 16 universes, and they explain, one explains how silly they are. Well, we have magic instead of oil, and then they leave immediately. Yeah, yeah, Instead, yeah. Ron Moore stuck there and tried to write a pilot out of it. Yeah, and again, and I, then, I don't... Because I don't know... All I know is I watched the episode, and he was behind it. I don't know like how okay. much of his blood is in this. Like I don't know that he... <laughs> Dude, the, the cast so is kind of crazy. Yeah, he dreamed of gears. And well, no, he's having the, visions of yes. like so something's going on in his head. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, oh, there's something. He's vi- the, but he is the police captain because he has these visions. Yeah, he has ESP and he can see things. So funny. eventually, it leads up to, and the music keeps swelling the whole evening, or this whole scene. The music is swelling. Sorry, it's all I have. And like it's building up, like he's uh, he finally realizes what he's seen, and then like it's. It's cutting back to these other people having a conversation, talking about their evidence, and of course they still have fucking like poly bags with their evidence in it, even though they yeah. could probably just teleport it out of the locker at any time, I guess. But whatever, uh, floating green mist. Yes, who knows? Because we've defined this so poorly, yeah. uh, and I know it's only one episode, but yeah. still, it didn't get picked up. So that suggests someone it was like, yeah, like despite the cast and pedigree, it did it's, not. Get it's picked the up. most boilerplate. Police yeah. procedural you've ever seen with like this little sprinkle of idiot dust on top yeah. of it to make. The but so short. at the end of the episode, it goes into his head. It shows you the full vision: gears moving, something happening, something moving into a slot. This hammer kind of falling on something, 
And the big reveal is he's dreaming of a gun. Because the person had been killed by a gun, right? The person, this, the, th- the mystery they couldn't uh, solve was someone shot him with a gun. That, yeah. that I thought was the interesting part about it. And it would imply where their universe takes place. Like, it's. Let me. What's up? What's remind up? you that the police are equipped with little tiny discs in their fucking shoulder oh, gun holsters yes. that they shoot, like. Force energy out of it. Yes. Use exactly like a fucking gun. The death rune. So the death, no the death dif- rune. There's no difference whatsoever no. between a gun and this stupid magic disc that they no, just pulled there, out. And it no, goes there, <laughs> there's a scene where they're in a shooting gallery yes. training, and instead of a pistol, and they're all in a row shooting it's, at targets. They still have paper with targets. Yes, on still it. have paper mm. with targets, but they're holding basically their badges yes. that <laughs> shoot lasers out of them, and it's like, what <laughs> difference <laughs> does a bullet make? It's well, just on. a projectile. But I think that's what they were getting at. Is that our world still exists. Uh, who it, fucking knows what it was? The point yeah. is... When they inter- that is what it was. Because when they it- introduce a gun, the crappy universe they were building mm-hmm. is all... It, you're, in the first episode, he can't wait to put in but as, normal, boring bullshit. So once you put guns in the show, it will be every show ever. But as a Fringe fan... Yes? What? What? Seriously, like, I think... Well, oh, so you think the gun is from an alternate universe, someone from the... I mean, that's the kind world. of bullshit it's implying, because it, it, it like... We I get... think it's just implying they're going to say, like, someone figured out how to build a gun. Which... I think it might have been going towards that area, but, like, just the idea that, like, when they did describe what the gun was, none of them knew what to do with it. But yeah. there's no difference between anything in that world and our world. It's just, this has stupid logic, What if it's a, a, a construct from our world, and the I gun made it I don't want to hypothesize about the future. Right, to be honest... I, I got good shows to watch. I'm sorry, what, there's no reason... Here's what I think about it, is that uh, it's just a reflection of how modern pilots are made. Like, you played mm-hmm. some 90s pilots, and they're just mm-hmm. supposed to be... The way you make a, a, a pilot... Old pilots were... Here's an example of a normal episode. This will be repeated 100 times if we're mm-hmm. lucky. Would you want to repeat this 100 times? Yeah. Well, meanwhile, yeah. I think I feel like it was after Lost. It was like this is the start of our finite story mm-hmm. and here is the big mystery and we will end this with a cliffhanger that you, Mr. Uh, executive, you better pay writers want to make to see <laughs> what happens, so you'll tell us. Like, yeah. I don't even know if they had a plan. They just like, no, I, this I, has to end with a cliffhanger to make it seem like we need more. Episodes. If you wanted yeah. to start a Kickstarter campaign to do anything, I'd want one and a half more episodes of Seventeen Precinct. <laughs> I really, really do. And I think someone who this person who handed it off to us is like. This is like seventeen million dollars. Like the, the pilot was super expensive. You can tell it's expensive. It looks expensive, but uh, yeah. but who did he do? What was this? What channel was it? Going I think it was for, supposed to be for it's NBC one of the networks. Yeah, right. like it was supposed to be a network show. And again, like the the basic core principle of magic in the real world. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But when you then like Harry Potter is magic in the real world, only it's still completely separate. So that yeah. and we have a vessel through Harry Potter mm-hmm. to see the magic. Mm-hmm. And see how crazy and weird it is, mm-hmm. as opposed to our real world. This is mm-hmm. everyone takes it for granted. There's no frame of reference, and at the end of the day, I I'm not lost ever because nothing. It's you're just substituting. Yes, mm-hmm. there's that's, no there's no creativity liked, at all. I, the one part I liked about the ending is that they did take everything for granted. So when they see like this like brick and mortar fucking gun, but they like, but. Like they don't know what to do with it. If you have a world of magic as mm-hmm. a writer, that gives you free reign to do whatever the fuck you could. I know, but, that, but that's but that's and the then end. when it becomes 
98% the exact same world I live in right <laughs> now. Know. It's like, I gotta know where that gun came from. I gotta <laughs> know. I, I gotta know. I hope you never end up on I a board know. with Greenlight's pilots. I Chris. gotta know. Oh, this one. Yes. How much do you want? <laughs> Will the dog yeah. be saved? I'll, 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 I'll state my reputation on this pilot. I love the what transvestite is the magician. With, what is the guy with the broken arm doing in all that <laughs> year? For six and, months, I must know. Speaking about pilots work. <laughs> But it was it was uh, immensely entertaining to watch, basically yeah, because it four times because it shows like there's still a class system with magic, like <laughs> and like I'm too poor to afford no, magic. There's literally, there's, there's literally a hobo in the episode. Like, yes. what world do you have a hobo in when you have magic? And, and he's like, is he just food. my magic age so tight? I couldn't like what what rules no, what, are there? Make a sandwich in a house. You've got magic. You've got magic. Uh, it's San Francisco. It can only be uh, three stories. I can't live anywhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just it doesn't. It's just like that, and that's what bothered me about the Ron Moore thing. It's just Mm. under his leadership, it just becomes this show about taking away the uniqueness and the specialness and wrapping it up in human drama. That's like there are a billion and one shows that do that. Be the weird show. I will say the first three seasons of Battlestar uh, benefited very much from being caught up in the Iraq and Afghanistan war, and so and you watch them like what a year ago. Yeah, like that was all very intriguing when before, like when it was publicly unacceptable to question what George Bush was doing and people held in Guantanamo. Right. And, it did have that edge and, to it. I yeah, like that was very interesting. I and you the, saw it way later on, and yeah. I'm like, I guess that might be lo- that might be lost. Well, also, and I can't really say this, the show can't stand on that alone. I also went things. in already like. Again, Ron Moore's not single-handedly responsible for what I don't like about where Star yes. Trek went. It's not his fault mm-hmm. specifically. Engage. He did do good stuff. Like <laughs> he did every first contact. everyone who did bad stuff, like even Brandon Braga, who gets shit on all the time for like running Star Trek into the ground. I could then mm. tell you ten episodes he wrote that I absolutely love. So I don't know. It, it, it's a little bit of both, but like I just felt like man, Battlestar just gets to this point where it completely loses the point of the show. And I don't think anyone agrees the last episode is like one of the worst pieces of television. I did. I, I liked one one piece of it. I like one piece of it. And, the, and uh, what? It's three. That's why I don't want to watch the show. I just feel here's every, everyone acting out of character for two hours. And it wasn't then, out of character. It was just like, what are we doing this for anyway? Yeah, like, let's let it all go. Yeah, let's start over. Let's it. Fuck it. Fuck it. You know, and like in like every day, I like look at I look at society like this. Like, why do these these roads you keep? Re- well, yeah. we're gonna. You know what we're gonna do right now? We're gonna horrible. We're gonna fuck up traffic for seven years while we yeah. tear down this bridge. Like, let's let it go, dude. <laughs> Let's start over. No, that part like, I'm not fine. This not, is awful. Like the, the, I, I, I can't. I, my kids will see the benefit of this fucking bridge that you're tearing down next to my house the, on the way that I take to work. The rebooting thing I don't mind, like starting fresh. But it's everything that gets there. Like there's no plot reason or or it is. It's like it's, I had a vision. It's magic. Why? Because I saw it in my dream. <laughs> everyone, while we're fighting space robots. I know. I know. I saw no. it in a dream. And P.S. I slept with everyone on the ship. Uh, <laughs> like that's the show. And meanwhile, could you tell me about the cool spaceship things that the the fighter jets that are alive? It and hints think? at something larger than that, and oh, I don't like right. how it did. It. I, really, I still say I don't want to hear. It. You're not going to watch it, dude. The miniseries is good. The first season was fantastic. Even yeah. the second season was good, and then it, third starts strong, and then it just went downhill. And I I left I on a very bitter somewhat. note. Yes, See, I left on a very bitter there's note. There's four seasons, and I understand a lot of people like it. And I don't want to shit all over them, there's but I, uh, I kind of hate that show. There's a funny thing about how pilots are done now, or this is, uh, um, did you know, like, how the, the situation that the Tyler Perry shows did on TBS? And, yes. Uh, Ch- and Charlie Sheen has a new show he's doing on FX, and it's such a weird deal that, like, 
they'll pay for ten episodes. You make ten episodes, and if they hit a certain um, if they hit a certain ratings level, mm-hmm. then they will pay for ninety more episodes uh, to get to one hundred. Like you immediately get renewed for ninety episodes if you do ten that are popular enough. Like that's, that's why wow. to Tyler Perry, Louis gets renewed. Well, on, and uh, season, season no, basis. most shows get to do like Tyler Perry kind of started it, but now Charlie Sheen is getting to do that same situation. And like the Tyler Perry shows, that's how they like somehow he's produced like two hundred episodes of television just because like they're so fast and like trash, like fast bullshit. And yeah. he didn't write anything. Watch Louis. Louis is great. Louis is amazing. Watch Louis. Louis is fantastic. And it wasn't an unaired pilot. It got to be on t- the TV. Well, it depends on where you look because he, Louis, he did have an this, unaired pilot. Well, he uses that same team, and like if you look on YouTube, all those things are portions of sketches mm-hmm. uh, shot by the same people with the same script. I, that hel- that first helicopter scene, mm-hmm. he's trying to kiss the girl, and she like goes away from him, and it's revealed there's a helicopter right there, and she just jumps in it and flies away. Like that. Oh. That's a YouTube clip of him. Uh, Stealing an ice cream cone from a child, and he just looks at her for a second, and then jumps into a helicopter and flies away with her ice cream. And it's the—it's one of the funniest things on YouTube. <laughs> can I close with a? Can we close with some funny thing from Louis C.K.'s YouTube? Sure. Where can I find it on YouTube, or will someone make it easy for me and link it to maybe more unified? Maybe site? in this this little article, like HulkDick.com. 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 Exciting <laughs> things are happening there, guys. God. <laughs> I don't even want to say VG Empire after that. <laughs> but, also, but also VG Empire. And also Twitter. Henry. We already did Henry it. Henry you already G- did it. H U E R E Y G. Michael Grimm? Superbred? Yeah. Ah, come on. Maybe we'll get some Hot Wheels already. At Hulk Dick. You got some VG Empires coming up. Go to LazyDimePodcast.com. We should have a bunch more shit from these people in the room. Uh,. Including maybe some, I don't know, some game reviews, some movie reviews, a bunch of stuff. We're trying to build stuff up. And I'm sorry if I shout everyone down when I yell about fucking Ron Moore and Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> first contact in Battlestar. I know. Not bad things. No, first contact's good. It's good. Uh, you're coming from, this is coming from an Andromeda fan, so I know what I'm talking Ooh. about. All right. uh, I'm sorry I talked about Crackle. Uh, <laughs> the gr- no one the will, biggest defense of this whole show. No one will ever out, talk about Crackle. We'll close out with some Battlestar music for your apology and this Louis Bear C.K. McCreary. Bear McCreary's good. Yeah, um, I regret nothing. for you guys. Uh, but, uh, Dark Void Zero soundtrack. All right. And we'll close out with this Louis C.K. clip. It's one of my favorite things ever. 911, what's your emergency? Help. Oh, God. Ma'am, what is it? Oh, Jesus, help. Oh, calm down, ma'am. I need you to tell me. Black. What's that, ma'am? Black people, oh, God. What is your emergency? I told you, black people, Jesus, help me. That's it? Just yes, black people? Black. <laughs> Where are the black people, ma'am? In America. <laughs> Send a car right over. <laughs> <laughs> The following has been a Laser Time production. To find out more, go to batmanthepodcast.com.